3: Folks, it's so bad, it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Tuesday episode. How is everybody doing? I thought that was a good, slow bop. And uh, I was just talking about John Mayer on the Monday episode, so gotta, gotta support my, my main man, John Mayer. I, I I get upset. I get upset thinking about John Mayer. He just has it too too good. Just too good. Ugh, I pray he has a small penis. I really do. Um, Actually, <laughs> I've seen... <laughs> Never mind. Okay, never mind. Uh, how is everybody doing? I gotta tell you. Um, remember, use the timestamps if you want. I'm going to rant, and I'm potentially going to sound like a whiny baby, just like the bad boy of podcasting would. Okay, so if you do not want to hear this, I I will put a timestamp where it'll say I'm done complaining. Okay, so I'm just giving you the fair warning. Okay, everybody, look at the timestamp. If you want to move ahead, please go. It's all right. Everybody else wants to stay. You can stay and just listen to me rant. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. You know what I hate about reviews, you guys? So I don't read reviews because I just genuinely assume people love me. (laughs) No, no, I genuinely assume people hate me. I, 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 I do, but I don't want the visual confirmation of that ever you know, like I see how many reviews are left and I see the basic number or whatever, but I don't read. And then there's this, there's this stupid effing email. I just opened up that's like some kind of database that collects your reviews or whatever. And so I opened it up wondering what it was and it was uh, this week's reviews. And I was like, Oh cool. This, this might be fun. I usually don't do this. And, uh, Ugh, and there's a reason why I don't read reviews. There is a reason why I don't read reviews. So let me, Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to bitch. I'm going to complain and I'm so sorry. This is so unbecoming of me. And I know this is not professional, but screw it. Okay, here's one. One star review out of five. Please stop hating on Ebony. Sophia interviews are great, but you sound ignorant dismissing Ebony. <sighs> okay. You gave me a one-star review. What's your name? Jen Grid via Apple Podcast. So, I don't think you listened to the podcast. First off, this is actually my opinion. If I don't like Leah, if I don't like Hannah Burner, which I, I have said many times, and people, a lot of people love Hannah Burner, that would be my opinion, right? Or would that mean? be me being ignorant. But with Ebony, I've said many times how much I have paid attention to Ebony, how much I have taken her notes, how I even just went and bought a James Baldwin book because of her suggestion on the show. So what part is ignorant that I think that she does not necessarily fit in with those ladies? Is that the part that is ignorant? I mean, I feel like I have given most of these ladies the most chances I can give ladies, except possibly for Lisa Renna, and definitely not Jax Taylor. But he wouldn't be in that lady category uh, yet. Um, but that's my opinion. Like you, I put way too much damn work into this stuff. I put way too much damn work to be given a one star review because you don't like what I said about Ebony. I'm sorry. It's a pop culture podcast. If I don't like your favorite, I'm sure there is a I love everything that Ebony K. Williams does. And the damn thing is that I like, for the most part, her. In fact, I've had DM conversations with Ebony. I like her very much as a person. But I can have my opinion, and a one-star review, that comment I am giving a one-star review, how dare you, Gen Grid? I mean, really, for real, that's like, it's shameful to me, and I hope for some reason that's not a real review and it's just some troll trying to make my day bad, which is like, you succeeded. But I sound ignorant. Come on, you definitely don't listen to this podcast, because I do my damnedest to never sound ignorant, and when I do make mistakes, to immediately admit them, usually on the next podcast or when somebody explains it to me. Because guess what? I am not perfect, and I never will be. I never will be, but I have an open heart and open mind, and I try my best every day to learn new things that are going to broaden my horizons and broaden my mind. But I do have passionate opinions, and that's what I love about these shows. I think that's what we love about all of these shows. And I feel like since I've watched these shows my entire life, I can talk about them intelligently without sounding ignorant. But also, it's a comedy show. I will say things that I think are funny, silly, stupid, but guess what? I always say the stupidest person on this podcast is me. Flat out, flat out, the stupidest person on this podcast is me. But I put too much damn work into this. This is now turned into my life's work. And for somebody to give me a one star for that, I'm sorry. Today is not the day for that. I read that at the wrong time. And now I realize, you know, when I listen to other like talk radio people and like, or I remember listening to Stern and he would like complain. I'd be like, oh, what a whiner. I'm that whiner now. I get it completely now. I work too damn hard for that. I do this majority. Of this for free until very recently, and even then I don't even know what my pay is yet. Oh, that'd be insane if it's like millions of dollars. And I know it's definitely not. By the way, Bolin Branch is a proud sponsor of this podcast. Please go buy sheets from Bolin Branch. You will be hearing a commercial halfway through. And also, thank you to all the people that reached out to me. I didn't realize they were placing ads on this show, so I apologize for that. And I actually talked to iHeartRadio about that. I apologize. That actually was a mystery to me, and so thank you for all the people that let me know. I did not know what Alienware was. In fact, I got scared that an alien had taken over this podcast and was trying to make money off of it. So I apologize for that because I always want to be as honest as possible with you. And if you do have any questions about anything, please, uh, there's actually a, a podcast number that you can leave your complaints at. In fact, I'd much rather you do it there. Then do a one-star review on Apple Podcasts, which I take very, I'm very prideful in my overall average on that because it is used to be the only litmus test I had that if this was actually connecting and I'm so sorry, Gen grid or whatever your name is that it did not connect with you because you love Ebony so much, but I think a true fan of Ebony would actually point out when she is amazing and when it is not working. I, I am so sorry to do this, and I'm so, I should I know I'm going to get flack from my friends that say, "Don't ever do stuff like this, but I'm always going to be honest with you guys. That infuriates me. Now this is another one. I got a uh, It was just a bad week for reviews, I guess, and I, I, or maybe it's always been bad weeks and I just don't read them. I got a three-star review because, um, it's too long, you guys, it's too long. It's too long. It is too long. I have chosen to make it too long. I am so sorry. I can't even pronounce the name, but I am so sorry. This is obviously not the podcast for you. Even with the timestamps, she said, geez. Now, if you're paying attention to the time and the timestamps, even writing, geez, this isn't your podcast. It doesn't touch you. It doesn't make you laugh. I get that. And I can recommend a hundred other reality show podcasts that are nice and bite-sized and probably better in so many different ways. Those are for you. This isn't for you. But once again, to leave a three-star review because you don't like the length of time? You know, I mean, the first review also said, um, edit out water breaks. I don't think I leave water breaks in, but that actually, that's a decent note. That's something like, oh, okay, let me go check to see if I left any water breaks in. That's actually a technical thing, and that would be really effing annoying if I did that. So I apologize if I left in some sort of water break in there. And I am so sorry. The majority of the people, this isn't about you, but I am, I, I get, I just, I, <laughs> I'm just tired. I've worked too hard for this and I, I really, really enjoy this. So when I find out that it's not connecting for reasons that you just think that I don't like a character that you like, that's not a review that I sound ignorant. Do you listen to this podcast? I mean, legitimately, do you listen? on a day-in, day-out basis. Because I would love, maybe I'll do a poll on my Instagram. If I'm coming off completely ignorant, I need more people to, to potentially let me know, not on Apple Podcasts, but maybe reach out to so Bad it's Good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. I've given people plenty of ways to reach out to me. But that's business, man. That is business to me. And that's really, really hurtful. And I don't know whatever job that you do do, If somebody were to be able to review that on an opinion that you have on a podcast that you put out that you control the creative content on. But also, I I have said so many positive things about Ebony. But I'm allowed to not like people. I'm allowed to say that they don't have chemistry with people without sounding ignorant. I'm also allowed to say I learn a great deal from Ebony, which I have. Like I have learned a great deal from so many of these amazing ladies that we watch week in, week out. Okay, I am so sorry you guys. That is potentially embarrassing and I might cut that out at a different time, but I you know what? I just I I'm, I'm too tired today. It's one of those days, you know guys, where so many things go wrong in a row that you're like, "Okay, maybe I should pay attention to astrology. Maybe I should pay attention to the stars because there's got to be something at play here. There's got I mean too many things in a row have gone wrong and like the 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 thing is I know my mind so well that I know not to open up reviews because of the, and in fact, I have a friend that says, she'll be like, no, I read the reviews for you. It's mainly good. I'll let you know if there's something you really need to know. And there's a reason probably. That is. So I, I would not have searched those out. I opened this damn stupid. Who's this email from? This is from a place called charitable digest. I am firing whatever charitable digest is. How dare you charitable digest? I'm so sorry. And by the way, I am going to feel bad even for those two people that I just mentioned. I don't want to upset you guys. I, I I would love if I could make everybody happy. I really would. I'm the kind of guy that wants everybody to get along. I really I want to be the Tom Hanks of podcasting and sir. Certain ways, unless you believe all that QAnon crap, but, um, but also to the, to the, to the lady that, that it's too long. It is too long. I am very apologetic. I, but I really don't think this is going to be your speed because I'm not going to change the length. I like long form interviews. I like doing bits. And there is a thing. If you choose to do this with your time and you choose to do this for free, you got to respect that. I don't consider myself an artist, but I consider myself a craftsman. I'm crafting something that I hope people enjoy, but at the end of the day, I'm doing this for myself as well. And that's why I'm able to make it as weird as I make it because that's who I am. I'm not trying to make it for you in particular, even though I do have a really good sense of who does listen now. And I care about those people very much, but I would recommend this with any podcast. You're messing with people's work, you know, like this is actually stuff that people care about. Like, Anybody that does this podcast, whether it be me or any of my Bravo Patriot compatriots that do the same thing I do, this is all stuff. They have families. We have friends like they, this is like we've chosen to do this. And podcasting is the last get rich business that you could possibly imagine. Uh, I, I, I could fill you in on more of that, but it would be insanely boring like this potentially is. But I would say I, I would just ask, think, think twice before you leave just a reactionary one-star review or a three-star review, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Timestamps, but geez, I'm so sorry that it that it was too long for you. But the thing is, it, like I said, even if you're thinking that it's too long for you, you're not enjoying it. You never will enjoy it. You probably just don't like me, and that's okay. But to to leave a review saying that, like, I, I don't know. That's what I choose to do. I choose to make these long. And uh, that might be the wrong move. I mean, that might be the wrong move. And you would have really hated me in the old days. I used to do six-hour podcasts. Uh, I think a good, uh, a lot of people that have been with me from the beginning knows what I'm talking about. I used to do this six-hour podcast, put them all at once, three interviews, a lot of bits. My parents were on every week. I mean, you would have hated it. You would have really, really hated it. But that's why I always say the timestamps are there. But also, just listen to the guests that you like. If you like me, maybe listen to more than... Uh, but if, if not, just listen to the guests that you like. We have a lot of good guests coming up. In fact, today's guest, uh, I had the pleasure, the honor to talk to uh, a former housewife, Real Housewives of Orange County, Alexis Bellino. Um, I got to see what she is up to. And I'm going to start doing these kind of blast from the past housewives segments of, uh, you know, housewives from yesteryear that I think are still very viable. And it was really nice. And just remember, in my interviews, I don't, I'm not trying to do gotcha interviews. I'm not trying to get sound bites. I'm trying to have a conversation. I'm trying it for it to be mainly positive, but we got we got to get into a lot of stuff. We got to get into her divorce, uh, how she met her new guy, her businesses. I know her mom's sick right now, and and we all uh, we all wish her well. You can find out more about all of that on her Instagram. But it was just uh, you got to like I'm such a fan of these shows. Like I remember watching her on all her seasons before I even podcasts existed. And just, and I I was talking to her and I was just so tickled that I was talking to her. I was like, that is insane. I mean, it's like, I thought it was so cool. I was so happy. And, and, uh, uh, shout out to Sandra who I've talked about a couple episodes. She is the one that has been reaching out to these people and having great success, even though we didn't have success today with, uh, uh with, well, maybe I'll tell that on my Patreon cause I don't want to, um, uh, yeah, but <laughs> Sandra knows what I'm talking about, but I apologize to this certain Vanderpump rules person. Um, but yeah, okay, so rant over. I'm sorry, I already feel bad about it. I hope that's all right to leave in. Um, if If you do like the show, maybe consider giving it a five star review. But like I always say, if you don't, I totally get it. But maybe reconsider leaving a bad review unless for some reason I start spewing hate speech. Or, or something dangerous about physically harming somebody, or if I just do an entire podcast of chewing. If I just chew for an hour straight, that's, a, that's an automatic one star, okay? If for some reason, I don't know even how this would, if I somehow um, uh, flashed you guys, I don't even know how that would be possible on a podcast. Well, that's a one star. You're not, you didn't sign up to watch me flash people. That's a one star review right there. Um, but other than that, I mean, we're we're trying, like, you know, at least give me the participation trophy by just not leaving a bad review. And I'm so sorry. I know I'm supposed to be above this. I know I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to care, but I, like I told you guys, I am not cool. I care. Okay. That's it. That's the cats out of the bag. I care. I am not one of those cool people that can just brush it off. Um, And, and this is one of the only times in my life where I have been proud of myself Where I have worked hard, I haven't quit I work very, very hard Um, Okay, you didn't sign up for this I'm so sorry guys Okay, I'm going to turn this around right now (laughs) Okay, so Okay, for everybody else, 19 minutes and 42 seconds (laughs) in That is when we are starting the actual show Oh no, my dad My dad just came in and was like Are you all right? You sounded really intense Oh no You guys have upset my dad now My dad and mom are going to come after you. Yeah. I'm at my parents' house still. Whatever. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not moving in here. Don't leave me alone. Um, you guys, I mentioned that the podcast now has a Google voice number. Thank you to all the people that recommended doing this. I have done this and, uh, let me see the, the number you guys can find on the, uh, the, the the show notes, but it's a three, two, three, four, two, five, nine, five, four, two, and you'll get a message for me and you could leave a message and it says, you know, you're calling the podcast and that I can use this audio and um, I'm going to play you the first message I, um, I got uh that i think this is great also my friend kate my friend samaj left some great messages but i wanted to play this one for you because it just it meant something and it was just not it was just like a nice like kind of i was like oh this is this is good this is worth worth having the voicemail you know
0: if this number is six seven eight seven six four three nine five eight this is my husband's telephone number and whoever you are mr podcaster you are not my husband so i'm not sure what's happening.
3: All right, a fan of the show. First off, she named me something that I was so, Mr. Podcast. You, uh, wh- whoever you are, Mr. Podcast, what if that's my new, my new thing? It's like, Mr. Podcast, the bad boy of podcasting. Like, Mr. Podcast sounds official. It makes me feel like I'm wearing like a top hat and I have a cane. Like, who is this? Oh, it's my friend, Mr. Podcast. And then people will be like, Mr. Podcast. And I'm like, no. Mr Podcast is my dad. You can call me Ryan. Like I I could be like, "No, no, no, Mr Podcast, Mr Podcast sounds so official. Please call me Ryan, the bad boy of podcasting." I am the bad boy of pod- I just spent 20 minutes bitching about two reviews. Bad boy. Bad boy. Sorry. Um yeah, so I th- that is obviously not the number, so I don't know how she even thinks she's like you are not my husband, which is like what if I am her husband? Oh, my God. Amazing, though. Amazing. Like, and I was like, what is the deal? Did she call how I how? Because that's not the number. Like, are is there two numbers connected to this number? And is she looking for her husband? Like, you are not my husband. Like, where is he now? I feel like I should do like a whole like six part investigation. Kind of maybe, you know, like like how they were doing, like finding Richard Simmons. Maybe I should go on a search for this lady's husband. Should I call her back? It's Mr. Podcast. How are you? <laughs> so, but already the voicemail is connecting me with the listeners, connecting me with fans from all over. It is truly worthwhile having, worth the $10 a month, I believe. So, please, if you'd like to leave a, a fun message like that uh, with a very specific question, um, or comment, please leave it there. Like I said, if you have a bad review for me, leave it there. We can we can chat. I might even pick up because they it runs through my phone. So uh, I've been getting weird numbers, and I uh, anyways that uh, that was that. You guys you guys know how I um, I started off my career as an actor. I guess I still am an actor, but my friend uh, Medica sent me this because uh, I'm blocked unfortunately by Jax Taylor. But Jax is making a full, uh, a full kind of press now. I said I reported that he was going to be on uh, Big Brother. That's the rumor, right? Because And then he even teased it this weekend on Instagram where he got a COVID test at NBC Universal. So everybody was like, ooh, he's obviously, you know, but it turns out he was just on Daily Pop on E! Uh, Justin Sylvester interviewed, or Justin, uh, I forget his last name, interviewed him and Britney this morning, which I'm not going to air a clip of that. But I, I do find it fascinating. We've talked about this, uh, not just with Jackson and Britney, but with any reality star, especially even like Bachelor. And in fact, Uh, One of uh, the stars of the – one of the guys from The Bachelorette and, and Bachelor in Paradise will be coming on. I think next week, if you guys are into that show at all, um, I think it's very worthwhile in terms of reality shows, how they're all put together. And I love to know the process of it, because think about it. You're just like a normal guy or girl one day just living your life. And then all of a sudden you want you have this dream of getting on a reality show. And it's not even getting on the like, I think that's the fallacy is it's not a, a dream to find love on a reality show. No, they want to be on a reality show. And then for that to happen and then they get thrown into the especially the bachelor they get thrown into this kind of bachelor nation where I feel one they are going to make themselves a sovereign nation at some point and turn against America. I mean we should all ship all bachelor contestants to an island and just call it bachelor nation and just have it like Jurassic Park where you have cameras all around the island and they just get 24/7 content. Tons of people would love it and it also it takes it takes the worry off our off our minds. Like I always worry if like, now we have to worry about Jackson, Britney. you know, we, we, we dislike Jax very much, but part of it's like, well, I hope he's going to be okay. I hope the baby's going to be okay. Like he's got a mouth to feed. Now you actually start thinking warp thoughts like that. And especially it's like a hundred thousand fold with the bachelor and bachelorette because they're churning out contestants. They're turning out like fifty contestants like a year, it feels like, and now we have to list like we have to watch them sell shit on their Instagram stories for the rest of our lives. I didn't sign up for that. Ship them to Bachelor Nation Island and just let, let, they should be able to live and work off the land and and they should not have any, uh, they should not be attached to any kind of social media, just the cameras on the island. That's our only contact with them. I mean, it would just be, because how many triple curling irons do we really need to sell? I always see that damn triple curling iron. Do you ladies know what I'm talking about? They're always pitching that or some kind of weird skin regime. How many skin regimes are there? I feel at this point we should have just gotten the best one. like obviously this is the best one we're just gonna go with this there's a thousand skin in fact dr wendy uh just announced she's going to do a candle line for potomac and it's like how many candle lines like honestly should we do a so bad it's good candle what would that smell like if you say shit i swear to god you guys now today is not the day today is not the day how hurtful uh i can't smell still because of my after effects of coke (laughs) <laughs> After effects of COVID. Um, but it is funny. It's like the, the product launches the, you know, because none of these people really can release like the creme de la creme of products. So they usually put their name to products that are not theirs. Now, uh, case in point, Jack's. Okay. So Jack's Is a very interesting case. If you notice him and Brittany, they are double timing it in terms of product uh, spawn con and ads on their social media. Now, I want to play you one that was sent to me today for a product called uh, La Crema or Crema Crema. It's like a beard moisturizer, I think. But I want and and you really to go to get the full picture. You'd have to go to Jax's stories. And I'm probably giving this product a little bit of a push right now. But I want I want us all to listen to the work of Jax Taylor doing this product, uh, SpawnCon.
1: For the longest time, I've been using regular shampoo to wash my facial hair, and let me just tell you, it's
0: caused a lot of itching and irritation. Jax, I just put the baby asleep, so you gotta keep it quiet. Okay, sounds good.
2: Jax, I said be quiet!
1: I learned that the hair on your face actually requires a whole different grooming regimen than the hair on your head, and that's when I discovered Cremo. Cremo's Beard Thickening Cream, it it works wonders. I'm 40 years old. I have a patchy beard. It's embarrassing. I've
3: literally tried everything. And this is the only thing that I can find that actually works. I actually enjoy having a beard now. It looks good. It defines. It adds volume. Trust me, your beard will
1: literally thank you.
3: Okay, so that we'll go over that in a second. But then there is this second part out of nowhere that really confused me.
2: This Cremo feels
3: amazing. Can I have some more, Jacks, Please?
2: Hello? It's me, your beard. Thank you. You're welcome.
3: Jax, who are you
1: talking
0: to? Nobody. Don't worry about it.
3: So all of su- <laughs> a sudden, his beard comes a life to life, you guys, at the very end of the commercial. So let me watch. <laughs> me- okay, so first off, if I were to leave a review for this on Apple Podcasts, w- see, I would say, okay. In A for effort. Okay. He got the job done. And I'm going to go with the positives first. He made it a little different. There was production in it. He had a little storyline. This is so in acting school, this is what, when you're creating your own content, you're like, okay. So he sets up a problem that he his beard itching is too loud. And he has a sound effect for a beard itching, and it makes the baby cry. And then Britney yells at him. But if he has the creme crap, he's able to put that on and solve that problem. Now, Jax's acting, I would give a D. He really can't sell it. Because he's like, and then he tries to be like, ah, oh, shucks, I'm 40, you guys. And I've tried all my life to stop scratching my face. Like, And there's like a little bit of a stutter, like, ah, ah. It's a a little like, oh, shucks, earnestness there that he can't necessarily pull off. And I think maybe with practice, he could get there. But I think he thinks he knows what he's doing. And then that's another kind of layer of the onion as well, where I can tell he's, you know, he's acting. Um, And by the way, he's not, he never signed up to do this. But the second part is what blows me out of the fucking water is that all of a sudden, the beard starts talking to Jax. Now, if you... You don't need both parts like the first part would have done it. This, the second part is a very tiny part and he sets up that all of a sudden his beard is alive like it's a Pixar character like that doesn't make any that part. Really confuses me because all of a sudden it's like,
2: Hey, Jax, what's
3: going on? I mean, by the way, do you ever wonder if, like, Jack, if that is true, if we're to believe that Jax's beard is true, was that around like when he was watching Drive with Kristen, of like, Hey, Jax, I don't think you should do this. Sandoval's your best friend, that's his girlfriend. Rah! Or like when he cheated on uh, Britney with Faith.
0: Uh, where am I? Is
3: this a, ni- a room of a ninety-seven-year-old lady? Brittany's not gonna be happy about this. Um, or even like doing the spawn con. I can't imagine the beard's like, "Why are you making me work? I'm just attached to your face. Please don't do this. I don't even like cream on my face. Please." <laughs> I'm Jax's beard. What's go it's the Jax's beard kind of sounds like my Caitlyn Jenner, but a little lower. I'm jack Hey, it's me, Caitlyn. And then I'm Jax's beard, you guys. What's going on? I'm just, hey, I miss working at Sir. I miss fake work I miss fake working at Sir. Remember when we tried to hook up with Lala and now I act like I'm best friends with her husband or boyfriend or whoever, the guy you had a kid with? The, that I'm a producer on his, you're a producer on his movies, Jax? Jax, your man cave looks like shit. I'm sorry, don't slap me. I'm just your beard, please, no. <laughs> oh, I hate Valley Village. It's so hot on my, it's so hot on me. Don't shave me, Jax. No, no, don't shave me, no. Oh my God, could you imagine? Do you think, do you think, do you think Jax's pubes has a voice? Hey guys, it's me, Jax's pubes. Jax's pubes. Hey, it's me, Jax's beard. Hey, it's me, Jax's. <laughs> so, I mean, I will say though, in all seriousness, They tried. Like, they they really took it to the next level. They had an idea. But now I'm fascinated. Who did this? Who wrote this? Did the company write this and pitch it to him? Or is Jax going above and beyond and going, here's the deal. I will only do this if I can write, direct, and edit my own SpawnCon. Because you got to admit, that's a little different than what we see usually. And that I will give an A. But you know what I'm saying? And I just... I live for Jax being earnest, the aw shucks Jax of like, you know, ever since I completely changed and had a redemption arc, I've had a patchy beard <laughs> and only la Creme. but I will say, I got to tell you, it almost worked because I have a patchy beard. And I was like, I swear to God, you guys, I had the thought the first time through, I was like, oh, should I be using that? Like I honestly did. And I was like, no, I can't be influenced by Jax. That would be horrible. Uh, for any other spawn con that you guys see that you would like me to review, please send them to so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. I, I would love to review people's spawn con. Um, uh, okay. I'm going to do one last thing and then we'll get to the interview. I know this is already probably too long. Use the timestamps, but Oh geez. I know it's way too long. You guys real housewives of New York season, uh, 13. It, they just released their mid season trailer today. Now I, love ebony k williams so far she's never done anything wrong and she fits in with all of the ladies perfectly no um also by the way i did i I did a big twitter thread last night about this because i'm genuinely curious and and the the mid-season trailer is okay but it's one of those things where we've been fooled by trailers before where we're kind of just like this has kind of just been a uh season and once again, not because just of Ebony and those conversations that she's having, which are important conversations. I'm thinking everything. These five ladies, even the ladies that all seem to know each other, it just do, it does not gel as a group. But I've legitimately been thinking I would kill. I would kill to talk to a producer of Real Housewives of New York. I would love to know the what they think behind the scenes because they plan this out. They know what they're showing us. They want us to see this. And I want to know why they want us to see all of this. And I want to know what they think. I want to know if they've had conversations that this wasn't working. Because of course, we've heard so many rumors through the press now, through Dumois, Page Six, all of this, that Ramona's leaving. No, Ebony's leaving. No, Leah's leaving. No, this Luann's fired. No, this. So many things. And none of those are true. They don't usually make decisions. But I, I... Either everybody, all hell's going to break loose, and they're going to go for the jugular to try to appease fans, or what I think is more likely, and what I keep saying is, I think nobody leaves. Maybe, maybe you demote Luann, maybe, or even demote Ramona, but they all stay. You add Dorinda. Back, You add Dorinda back and you bring two new ladies on. You bring two new ladies. That brings us eight people. And I think that will solve so many of the issues because it will give us so many more possibilities for story arcs. We'll be able to pick and choose. Just like I was talking about with Beverly Hills on Friday, Dorit doesn't have really much of a storyline because they have so much to work with. You want to give those editors, those producers, all of the production people so much to work with. So it's a cornucopia of things to choose from. And right now they don't because you're limiting it to five people. So if you had eight people, I'm telling you, the conversations between Ebony and Ramona being ridiculous would hit a lot differently if it was packaged with a lot of other bizarre, weird storylines, maybe another dramatic storyline. But right now, it's been centrally focused, and focused in such a way that when they do hit something bizarre, like Ramona shitting herself or going to Salem, you're kind of just stuck in those conversations. For some reason, it's not gelling. And you have to admit, right, there are magic between certain casts. There is a magic. There is something where it's like, oh, these ladies really work well together or even fighting Uh, a example on real housewives of potomac karen and giselle now whichever side you were on i think it's not going to be any skin off your back to admit that it is so fun to watch they are so good together they are so good not liking each other together you know there's a difference you don't have to get along but they're making it entertaining not getting along Karen would not be nearly as entertaining if she didn't have Giselle and vice versa, the way they feed off each other. And that's why you have to normalize that, you know, people getting along, it doesn't have to all be getting along, but you do know there's a difference between getting along, not getting along and being entertaining and not getting along and being a mess. Like Ramona was flat out leaving scenes with Ebony. Look ridiculous. Look ridiculous. Ebony just said, I'm just trying to have this conversation. And Ramona keeps leaving, and you can say that's entertaining. But sometimes it's like we see the same old tricks, and that's why I think okay. So I think they should keep everybody. But then there's that other pe- people saying no, you gotta fire Ramona, and you gotta let Luann go. And I could see why they're saying that. I mean, because we've seen their tricks again and again. And Luann, it's it is genuinely. Just because we like them and they will always be historical to this franchise and amazing uh, you know, people that have done a lot for our entertainment value doesn't mean that gives them a free pass to stay on the show forever. And that's just the hard facts about it. At some point, they will need to break free, even if it's not next season or the season after. They There will be a day when they won't be able to do this anymore. Or that they shouldn't be doing this anymore. Right now, the age range is so weird with five people. That's another thing. It's like we see Leah doing Leah and Ebony doing all of these kind of uh, older, sophisticated lady things. When I'm like, well, I want to see Ramona hang out with Leah's friends. I want to see her hang out with Kat Marnell and Azealia Banks. I want to see that because right now I, I see Leah and Ebony hanging out with a lot of their friends. Uh, you know, Bershon gets introduced. I want to see more of that. I want to see more of them. It's always the onus is on younger people to give it up to the older people. And I would like to see more of a give and take. And I think you solve that with the eight people as well. But you could also say, I'm just so tired of Ramona's ignorance, even though it is what she is known for. I'm just so tired. It's not playing anymore. And you get rid of them. That's another option. Another option is, yeah, you get rid of Leah and Ebony. I, think Leah hasn't really done a lot this season, and, and she's definitely not the uh, the princess that she was last season to a lot of us, even me. But who knows what a third season will bring. Who knows if you switch the cast up, put different people in there, you might bring some sort of magic. I think she's trying to figure out who she is as well in this world. So maybe that's what we're seeing a little bit as well. Now, the other, the elephant in the room, the the rumor that we keep hearing is Bethany Frankel. Bethany Frankel is supposedly in talks to return to Real Housewives of New York season 14. Now, I think this is a huge mistake. Love her or hate her, I've been up and down with Bethany. Like, honestly, I appreciate what she's done for the franchise, and it's been amazing to watch her from where she started on these shows to where she is now. Truly amazing. And her um, her work for, uh, you know, her her work in, in crisis is, like, I mean, we've seen her work. Her charity work is bar none. She has really put her neck out there time and time again. So, like, that is amazing and stuff she doesn't have to do. But I don't think... I think Roni always needs to learn how to stand on its own two feet, the show itself. Nobody is bigger than the show. And if you bring Bethany in, it's under the guise of your quote-unquote saving the show. The show doesn't need saved. The show is always there. You just need to mix up the cast. Like I said, you have bad seasons, you have good seasons. It It doesn't mean the show needs to be saved. So I think if you bring her back... You inflate her ego even more, which is just so dangerous for her. And all of a sudden, then it becomes Bethany and the Ronies, not Ronie. It's Real Housewives of New York, not Bethany and the Real Housewives of New York. And that's all i got to say about that. But yeah, let me play you guys the mid-season trailer. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it, but if not, listen to this. And uh, once again, timestamps if you don't want to listen. Okay.
2: Still to come this season on The Real Housewives of New York City. What Oh my She liked it. God damn, that's a big penis. Uh, <laughs> he said I look 27. I said black don't crack. Yeah, well, blondes do. I, I think you t- like being Leah. I need some hot. So who is that gorgeous man? Diller. Model. Wow. Did you even have sex with him? Am I showing Morgan? So I saw that you and Garth were like in page six. He, he was like, not happy. Yeah. I'm working to find the answers to my father's story. One of these three men is my dad. I am almost certain of it.
1: Why do you want to fight? Don't really attack my don't.
2: girlfriend. Oh my God. Will you shut up? I'm trying no. to talk. I love Ramona, but sometimes she is really tone deaf. Circling the globe until we find the perfect man. No, no, no,
0: no, no. Sonia, read it Tell me. Hi, Lou. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm Ebony K. Williams and I'm holding court. <laughs> pump it, pump it, baby. Oh my God. And it's not even 8 o'clock yet. <laughs> I wished I was born Jewish. This dinner's not about. I'm upset that no one wants to listen to me, okay? Go, go. Anybody that wants to go home, go home. We're not carrying you tonight. So shut the up.
3: Okay, so we didn't get nearly as many fight scenes as we did in the original trailer, which is good. That's uh, I think that's a definite by design. They tried to have it a little bit more fun. In fact, the only fight we really get, the really big one, is between Sonya and Ebony at the very end of saying of Sonya saying, Shut the F up. So it'll be interesting to see what that is. Obviously, we're back in Ramona's Hampton's house. I think that mansion has to be haunted at this point. Just too many bad things. Things happen there but it looks like they do some night where they all dress up as each other because there's a shot of Ramona dressed up as Leah and that uh, that that'll always that'll always make you laugh if you see Ramona dressed up as somebody other than Ramona Uh, so we'll see I mean it is one of those things though there is such a weird stench on Roni this season that it is I think this is really something to be studied as well is that I, I, I say this and I know a lot of my friends think the same thing of, you know, you look forward to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or Real Housewives of Potomac right now. But with, with Real Housewives of New York, it's just like, uh and that's fine. Like I said, no, no, nobody's going anywhere. I'm still watching and stuff. But there is. And I know this sounds funny because you're like, well, why would you ever watch something that you don't enjoy? I, because it's it's family. It's because I mean you, you got to. This is just it's like it's like sports teams. I, I I would imagine like a baseball season is long. You know if you're a fan of the team, do you watch all 134 games? I get, I guess not. But no, I I mean I want to see. You know there are moments in these shows that are still great. There are moments in these shows, but it is interesting the psychological take that you get on it, where you're just like trudging through the remainder of a season. You're like ah oh, ah. Oh. So I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully it all turns around and everybody gels. But at the end of the day, you just still have those five ladies. But even if you add Bershon in like we did this past week, the Bershon thing was very weird. And I I could do with less Bershon trying to make things happen, like her calling Sonya a clown out of nowhere. Like, even if you think Sonya is a clown, that was so out of nowhere and so just kind of, like, picking a fight that it didn't even make that much sense to me. And I I, I would prefer not to have things like that because it just read as so fake to me, you know? Uh, I want to know what you guys think about that, though, as well. Did you uh, Do you dig that? Are you even still watching, Roni? Um, or did you guys give up on it? Um, I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see. Now, guys, this is the point of the show where I am doing the commercial for our sponsor this week, Bowl and Branch. And then directly after this little commercial that I do, we are going into our guest, Alexis Bellino, which I'm very excited about. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad.
0: When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem. With more meat, that's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com.
3: Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash Credit card. Guys, this is the commercial I was telling you about, but it is a commercial I believe in. Um, today's sponsor is Bowl and Branch. Um, now, they sent me a pair of their signature sheets this past week, and I put them on. And I got to tell you, I hate to say this. I think these are like my first like big boy sheets. Like they really are very, very nice and very soft. And the detailing is amazing. Now, they say that the little things we do all add up to the legacy we leave behind. Bull and Branch was started by a husband and wife team that wanted to create a textile company that cared about the details that would make their products last. You know, you will feel the difference, and I swear to God, you will feel the difference in their best-selling, beautifully crafted signature sheets. I got them in gray because they match my curtains, and I was like, oh, that'll be dope. I have gray curtains and gray sheets. Um, But they have them in so many colors. So experience uncompromising comfort with the best-selling 100% organic cotton signature hemmed sheets. So this cloud weight, super soft sateen weave gets softer with every wash. That's crazy. Does it really get softer with every wash? oh my god, I'm going to have to wash these. So it's crafted to the highest standards and attention to detail from sourcing to packaging. By the way, the packaging was insanely beautiful. I was carrying around this really cool box all day and I was like, I was like, I should just carry this to bars and restaurants. It looks like I'm like somebody, you know? So they have the perfect balance of weight and breathability to pamper warm or cool sleepers through any season. Now, you guys know me. I'm unfortunately a sweater. So I'm very excited to be able to use these sheets now so give your bed the white house treatment with sheets that three presidents have fallen in love with i wonder which presidents oh my god did abraham lincoln fall in love with these bull and branch are dedicated to quality at every step you guys sheets designed and manufactured for maximum comfort and durability no cutting corners there are no middlemen between you and Bull and & Branch, so you get luxury quality for the fairest price. They stand behind their products and they honor a 30-night worry-free guarantee if you are unsatisfied. Oh, my gosh. So if I don't like these after 30 days, I can return them? That is, okay, cool. Man, that is ballsy. I would not do that with the podcast. I can say, if you do not like the podcast 30 days from now, you can. I'll do a new one. No, I can't do that. But Bull and Branch can. So ex- to experience an entirely new standard of comfort, visit BullandBranch.com. That's B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. So this is the cool thing. Get 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code BAD. So that is so bad, S O B A D, and once again, that's B O L L and B R A N C H dot com promo code so bad. So use this, guys. If you're in 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 the in the shopping mind for some new sheets, use my code, please. Let's do this. I actually am using these sheets. I can take a, I can prove it, you guys. Would you guys like a picture of me in the sheets? Well, it might be coming. Okay, back to the show. Uh, you guys, we are finally at our guest. Remember, with timestamps, once again, you can skip right to our guest. Now, you know her from Real Housewives of Orange County. I mean, I really genuinely believe she is in the DNA of that show. She added so much. Uh, and and we got to see, you know, with her relationship when it didn't go good. We got to see her highs with her, her dresses and her style. And uh, I even talk a little bit about this. Uh, about when she was a spokes uh, a spokeswoman for the the news that I thought she was great at, um, so we get we touch on a lot of things. We touch on her faith, like I said, her her love life. Uh, she actually ends up giving me advice, which was amazing. Uh, but I do want you to check out uh, her product line. Now it's a company called Glitzy Bella, and it's Alexis by Glitzy Bella. She has a uh, a, a whole line of clothes through them and products, and she actually shows me. Uh, one of this, uh, this purse bag thing that I think you guys would all like, she showed it to me and it looked like all your guys' style. So, and if you go to the website, I'll put it on the description, uh, just by putting your email address, you can get like 10% off. So if you are looking for something new to treat yourself, um, or, or to have somebody else treat you, uh, go there and, and get something, you know, but I hope you dig this. It was just so great to talk to somebody that I think really is historical, for the Real Housewives of Orange County franchise. It was great to catch up with her. I hope you guys love her. Uh, Here she is, Alexis Bellino.
0: I'm smart, I'm sexy, and I'm confident. Of course people are going to talk about me. I love my family. I love my work. I love my life.
1: Am I high maintenance? Of course I am. Look at me.
3: An all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Now, uh, I'm about to talk to somebody that I've wanted to talk to for a long time. Now, remember, I have watched these shows in its entirety from the moment they aired. And I have always loved this next cast member. And I want to kind of start highlighting on here some of my favorite cast members uh from our favorite shows uh just from a couple of years ago and i so badly want her back but i also want to find out what she's been up to i want to find out about her uh glitzy bella because all you ladies you guys need this i was just on her website i I need her to explain this because i need to pick out things for all the ladies in my life but also i need to hit her with some really important real housewives of orange county news um alexis Bellino, welcome to the show Oh my gosh! Thank I do. I really think you're you are legendary to me in terms of what you have represented to Real Housewives of Orange County. Has it been a positive experience for you overall?
1: Well, it, that's a really good way to word that question because I get asked <laughs> a lot of ways, and that, that just caught me hard Okay, so overall, it was and like when you take the four year chunk that I was on and you look at it all in the four years it was amazing. It made me a stronger person. It made me grow in a way that I didn't know it. um, It was fun. There was a lot of fun that was had that doesn't always get shown, but there was a lot of fun and there's a lot of um, friendships formed that are pretty tight that don't just disintegrate because of a show. Um, But then again, there were the moments that were hell living. (laughs) I mean, I, it was, it was hard. And there's times because it's a lot of as you can see, when you watch, it's a lot of fighting and it's just not my nature to, to want to start a fight with anyone. Not even my children, not my ex-husband, not my new future husband. Like it's just not my nature. So it really
3: does teach you. It seems like some sort of combat skills, especially if you were in multiple seasons. I always wondered from, from people, if you go into like your fourth season, are you kind of like, Oh no, time to time to do this again. Time to go to war, you know? Well,
1: it's funny because that's a good, another good, um, Question is, I quit on my third year, so it was season um, eight, nine, ten, eleven. What? Well, wait, which was it? I don't, I don't five, three, eight, <laughs> seven numbers run together. It was season seven. I quit um, because of the the stress of it, and then they begged me back. I shouldn't say begged. Andy Cohen would probably roll over right now. And <laughs> anyway, I said that, but they did. He called me personally. They asked me back, or or he didn't at that time. The producers, yeah. but he asked. They asked us back, and. And I said no at first. And then I said yes. And then so then my fourth season, my fourth season on, I was so excited and loving it again. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad. And then they they cut me. <laughs>
3: so <laughs> but I that's got fired. so funny. I I I I find it so interesting, like the production element of it of them trying to get somebody to come back, knowing that full well that they kind of want you to get involved in drama. Like they know at the end of the day that this potentially might hurt you even further. I think I think that's always interesting.
1: Yeah, it's just part of the it's part of that reality TV show though. I mean, there's a there's a lot of reality TV shows. This one happens to c- center around women getting catty and having drama. So, um, <laughs> I think I think it's really awesome to watch the episodes that and even now coming forward in the new season where they're they're not showing so much drama and they're showing just the women living and actually being friends and stuff. I still love that. I don't know if America feels that way, but I still love seeing the true like this is the way, you know, affluent here in Orange County people live and and seeing the dramas that every person has. to. It, we, everybody still has the same obstacles that anyone else has. We all have the same obstacles in life.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's based in somewhat of reality that we're all supposed to recognize, or at least ladies are supposed to recognize, and it can be a source of strength, I think, for a lot of people. Um, I hit you with uh, a little tiny bit of news right before we came on, is that- <laughs> Uh, Tamara Judge, formerly Tamara Barney, is coming back as a friend of for the upcoming season of Real Housewives of Orange County. I, you had not heard that news before. What are your initial reactions?
1: Well, when you first told me, I was like, what? But, um, um, it's kind of always a given because she does know how to stir the pot and she will sell her left breast for and her right arm for any reality TV show. So it's fine. She'll be a great character and it'll be fun to watch. And she's back. So there you go.
3: Well, is there any part of you that would, uh, if Andy Cohen called today and said, Hey, we need you back, please. Would you come back?
1: You know, he did, uh, make that phone call two years ago. Um, right when I had uh, met Drew and and my life was kind of turning into this corner. And I honestly, I don't regret anything about the show. I loved every moment now looking back on it because it is part of my history and part of the growth of, of me, um, and I'm welcoming any new opportunities that, that might come, you know, it just, it's a day at a time right now.
3: I just wonder if like reality shows, so it's definitely not something that you would never consider ever again in your life.
1: Well, I've already been on two other reality yeah, shows. Yeah. you married Bucan, so Yeah. I mean, I'll, so I'll keep doing whatever is the right fit for our family at the time for sure.
3: That's awesome. It's fun. Um,
1: it's fun. And I, I, I do think once you're in this realm, it's, it's hard just to say no to it forever I think that in stages of life, you know, you do pick the one that's the right fit for you at that moment.
3: What were your reactions to the other casting news about Heather debro coming out, coming back and Kelly Dodd uh, uh, leaving?
1: Well, I'm really sad Kelly's leaving. Cause I do happen to love her and we do, we do stay in touch. And um, I, I thought she was a great cast member. I, I, I don't know how, why that even occurred, but um, I'm super, super excited. Heather's back. I think she is, a very classy woman that's just going to bring a lot of fun and entertainment to us. So I think it's great.
3: Do you still watch the show? Do you follow the show at all?
1: I, I hadn't last year. And it's just because of the, you know, I, I recently have five kids now, you know, in the last two years, yeah. I went from a family of three kids to a family of five kids and a new fiance who I consider my husband already. So it's, it's been a lot of work. And then I, I just haven't. But now that Heather's back, I will be
3: watching. <laughs> that's kind of I mean, that's the goal is like they're trying to get people back because nobody watched, even though we did go through a horrific pandemic and stuff. And of course, that affected yeah. TV viewing. But it was a little bit of a mess. Um, if we I can take,
1: take Heather, it- though, it's not it's not necessarily that it's Heather bro. She's just my friend. So I really want to support her and just watch for her, you know, but she is amazing on TV. So I think it's going to be really fun.
3: Yeah, I thought it was like a really great casting choice. And I thought it would, you know, bring back wealth to the OC. Uh, I thought it was great. We saw your journey as also even like a spokes, uh, like a spokesperson or or you worked, you were uh, doing those updates for news and you were really, really good at that. I thought that was really interesting, an interesting journey to follow that I thought you would still be great for. Um, Is that something that is still of interest to you?
1: I would have loved to have kept that career going and they actually were getting, Fox Fi was actually getting ready to um, keep me on as a permanent celebrity um, uh, spokesperson for their, you know, weekly news um, until it aired and they Bravo spoofed me and made me look not so great, which it's okay. I'm okay with that. That's reality TV, but they made it look like I didn't do, I mean, I had, I woke up, I had kids under you know 5 6 years old and i was getting up at 4 a.m. to make it down to san diego by 6 and still did three segments rock, walk doing a tv show running my household so i i do have a gift in that in a little way i feel but you know they did come to me and say we can't have this this around you know stigma around our our news show now and i get that cuz news is news reality tv is reality tv i was hoping to bring them together and i was having a blast doing it yeah fun, but it, it didn't work so that's okay Doors are always um, opening and closing. So it's fine. But I love,
3: I love your attitude about that. I love that because that really is how life is, you know, like doors close, doors open. You just have to stay open to all of those changes, you know, exactly. um, wh- where do you, where are you from originally?
1: Uh, Missouri, Hannibal, Missouri.
3: Mark okay, Twain. Yeah, I, I, I visited, uh, I'm from Olathe, Kansas. We would go to, uh, visited the whole Mark Twain area many times. Um, what brought you to, uh, California in the first place?
1: I was in well i nannied and this is funny i nannied in california when i was 12 and they brought me out for the whole summer i stayed with the family and just was their tag along babysitter nanny for two and a half months left my mom left my family and did that um and my mom said to me i've always known since you were in utero that you were going to be a californian girl well after college in my on my senior year i was dating a guy in college that i had been dating through you know all through all throughout college and I said, I'm going to a coast. I'm going to put in applications in New York and I'm going to put in applications in California. I'm getting out of here. I am a big city girl. I'm not this country bumpkin, Missouri girl. I'm not. I have something else. I want to live the life of all the stores and shopping and the the, the, the you know, the heckling, the jiving and all that. And so I did and it ended up, we moved to New York first and then that wasn't for us. So we moved to California to, we lived in La Jolla right after that and just started working from there. And,
3: and did you feel like that was home? Did you, did you feel like, oh, this is, this is me.
1: The minute I got off the plane in California from leaving New York, I was like, I'm home. I'm home. And I still feel like I'm home.
3: That's amazing. Um, now we, we saw your relationship with, with Jim on the entire, uh, seasons of Real Housewives of Orange County. In retrospect, do you regret being that open? with your life? I mean, I know that is what you've signed up to do, but especially now looking back, um, it was, is that hard for you or do you regret any part of that?
1: I don't, I don't at all. Um, Jim and I went through a very long, um, process of deciding if we were going to do it. We went to therapy first to make sure we wanted to do it. We wrote a contract out that we both had to sign, um, saying, you know, this is things, you know, I won't do this. He won't do this. We will, you know, cause we wanted to keep our marriage intact but mind you, you know, that's I I was with him for 14 years and in therapy the entire 14 years. I've been with Drew for two and a half years and never hardly had an argument with the guy. So
3: No, I mean you like, can even tell on Instagram. I mean, you can tell how in love you are. You can tell, I mean, you can really see that. And and just from a viewing standpoint, I'm sure you've been told this is that sometimes the, it would feel very uncomfortable watching.
1: Yeah. Like, and I, I think I grew a lot in my relationship watching myself back and noticing that I didn't want to be such a submissive, you know, and I, I, I am still, I mean, my, my, my husband, I call him my husband, my fiance is the, the man of the household. He runs the household. He, you know, we come to, but we're a partnership. We're not, it's not, this is the way it is. So it just works out better for me. Um, and I don't think that, I don't think the show was, I don't, I don't regret any part of the show because the show taught me a lot. And it taught me about myself. It made me, like I said earlier, a stronger person. And and showed me that I can be a very independent woman doing my own thing um, and still
3: have a very great family. Cause see, and that's what I want to see. Like that's why I feel like you gotta come back to the OC, because I wanna see that journey of you discovering all of that. I think that is so exciting and so real. And and I I I had uh got divorced a couple of years ago, and it's been one of the most kind of painful eye-opening journeys I've ever been on. Um, and, and coming out on the other side of that is so exciting, but I would love to see that in that, because that is your reality. That is the reality of what you live. And I think that is so exciting to see because we saw this, we saw you and Jim and, and we know you, you gave that your all, but like. I think to a lot of viewers, we're like, uh, we don't think this works, you know? The
1: fact that uh, most of the viewers did feel it was uncomfortable and other producers from other shows have told me that it was uncomfortable. And then when they see Drew and I on the red carpet or Drew and I have done other podcasts together and filming together, it's just like an Even Below Deck, which got spoofed again. But but it's just <laughs> fun to see like us together. There's no awkwardness. It's not like, I, I don't know. I don't ever, I, I, yeah, I feel I feel way more me and I feel free. I feel me and free. And that's what I've said from day one uh you know once
3: that's that's the shirt you got to sell for glitzy bella me and free that's that's the shirt right there i'm I'm telling you me and free. i mean all ladies would want that um Um, uh, you you just brought up below deck what was that experience like i'm a huge below deck fan first of all
1: i've been to several countries i'm just going to start with that and done a lot of different um um outside of the united states trips it was by far and drew agrees the best trip of our entire life. And it was like really? three, it's only three days on the yacht. You're only so on really
3: there. It's only three days. Oh, so it's tell really us only
1: three days. days. And you, you, the minute you get there, you're already like counting down the hours being like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. It's crazy. But they wait and dote and hand and foot on you. Like it is, it is just something about being out at sea. Well, we're both water people anyways, Drew and I. So we just, anytime we're in the ocean, I would stay up until like 4am. i go out on the bow of the boat and literally lay there and just lay back like this and try to fall asleep. But I was so, I felt so um, just energetic from all of the oxygen that's on the water. And I think that's what water does to me. It really is just my thing. I love the water. Um, But it was was great experience from head to toe, even though they played the same kiss that we had back 14 times, (laughs) looping it back. It was like, that was the same kiss we did. And then they're just looping it again. Uh, It's okay because we weren't the drama people. And we were just loving it too much, you know. We were loving everything about it. We did extend our trip, and this is what I would tell anyone going on Below Deck: when you're flying that far, tack on a few extra days. We tacked on seven or eight days and just stayed in Thailand and went to Bangkok and did all the stuff that you're supposed to do in that area. Um, But because you fly 36 hours to get there, so that was a long to get to, to Thailand. But it was worth every minute of it. It was the best experience of our life that we've had thus far, the best trip ever.
3: It really does always look amazing. And it's like the three-day part is just like, how would you ever go to sleep if you had that whole yacht to yourself for three days? You would want to test out every amenity, drink every drink, eat every kind of food. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I mean it just we seems like, that. we did all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so were you, I don't know if you remember what was the initial steps on getting on Real Housewives of Orange County? Do you remember, uh, when, you saw that audition opportunity or how did that even come to light? And what was the process of making it on the show to begin with?
1: Well, it's funny because Jim is the one that kind of really wanted us to get on the show, even though we hated it. Really? So That's wild. Yeah. So, so we happen to know, I was still new, kind of new to California, new to, to being here. I'd only been here a couple of years, but we happened to know Gina Q just from out and about in philanthropy and, and real estate and just being out and about with her Mastro's and, and the other places here and. Um, Newport. Uh, but but when this was getting launched, the when the very first Housewife show with Lori Peterson, Gina, Vicky, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that was happening. It was at Temptation, who was our owner. Daniel Sadak was a friend of ours. He was the owner of Temptation, And Jim also knew a lot of those castmates going on. And he's like, let's go to the grand opening. Let's go. So we went and Joe De La Rosa, who's still a dear friend of mine. So we went to that opening and I got to meet Lori. I already knew Gina, but we all like started to kind of talk then. Um, And what happened is I don't, I think viewers probably know this by now, but if you're a cast member, they come to you, Bravo does. And they say, who do you have as a friend that you would like to get on the show? Or who would you like? Because they want to, you know, if, if yeah. you're a good actress or a good, good cast member, they kind of want your people. Okay. Look, this little guy's like, here, let me show you what's happening right now. Cause it's never a dull moment in the
3: balloon. Oh my over. God, please. Yes.
1: This is, pretty
3: Hi, Prince. How are you? Uh, wow, that's
1: hugging at my leg right now. Oh I'm my like,
3: gosh, I totally get it.
1: So, Anyways, um, we were at Masters one night and Gina comes up to me and she's like, Alexis, Alexis, <gasps> I hope you don't mind, but I turned your name in and I'm like, what? And I didn't even know. I didn't know how any of it worked, right? She's like, oh, you'd be perfect. You have, you know, three kids all under four. You'd be perfect. you got to do it. you got to do it. And I'm like, okay, well, sure enough, I thought, oh, whatever. It's nev- nothing's going to come of this, right? And Jim was excited. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. And then <laughs> and then they sure enough called. And and we just started the process. Back then, it was a 75 questionnaire you had to answer. And it took me probably three hours with kids crawling all over me, breastfeeding. Like it was a big old deal. And then after that came interview after interview after interview. And, you know, they film you. they come, And then they come and they do a little tour around your house with you. And they act like they're filming you for a scene just to see how you guys are going to be together and, and handle the cameras. And, and from then on, it was, that was it. So was that that, whole
3: process uh, natural for you? Or was there any difficulty of like, I, I, you know, did it feel natural from the very beginning or were you kind of like, I don't know if we got this.
1: I kind of felt like it was natural. I just felt like, I just felt like I gave it to God. I'm like, if it's meant to, I didn't, I wasn't dying to do it. Right. Like I wasn't like, Oh my gosh, I need this so bad. I was super busy, just buried my dad that had died in my home six months before that. Had twins that were babies, a year old. Had my son that was two. I was not like looking like, oh, this has to happen. Like, but I I didn't feel nervous about it. Or I do remember my first one-on-one interview. They said I was uptight, so they made me go pour a vodka drink (laughs) just to like, because they're like, you got to loosen up a little. You're being too like rigid. Like I was probably sitting like this, you know. So in case you're sitting there for two or three hours answering questions from them, so you're getting grilled. So that was. That was one time I was probably nervous where they, you know, they had me loosen up with a little vodka and it
3: worked. So At what you- point in the first season was there ever a point of like, did I, oh my gosh, I think I made a mistake. What am I doing? Like
1: never in first season, never, in
3: first season. <laughs> never in first season.
1: First season, season was, was <laughs> they, they, they were gentle on me then let's just say it was gentle. It was easy. The women were kind of, you know, I was still really good friends with Gretchen. Our friendship was still really true and raw and, and honest um, so I, and I hadn't learned the dark side of it yet. I hadn't learned like some of the chess playing that had to happen. I was still thinking, Oh, I'm just this girl. They want to follow me around and really learn my life, you know, and, and understand what it's like to be me and have twins And this. I still believed that moment. Um, and second season is when it was like, Holy shit, what have I done? That is What do I mean,
3: you speak about the dark side a little bit? And that's fascinating to me. What does that entail for you? What do you is that just the fights that that they I don't know if they make you get into fights or I mean, but we do see certain of your relationships throughout the course kind of suffer. You know, like is that what you're speaking about in, in terms of dark side?
1: I feel the manipulation and cattiness of the women. I feel the women that are there to really kind of pull you down. Oh, Tamara like to, really <laughs> hurt you, to hurt you and not give a shit what happens to you. Yeah, I like, like for me, I can't do that to someone else. Cause I look at what I say about someone can truly just des- like ruin their life. Certain people that don't believe that and just want to be out there in the women that are that catty and manipulative. I think that's the dark side for me. It was, it was experiencing that and really seeing it firsthand and being like, I'm 30, I was 35 at the time, I'm 35 years old. And I've never had women treat me like this. Even the biggest bully in high school, like that would steal my lunches and, and laugh at me. She, and then we became friends later, Felicia Robinson, but she would steal my, <laughs> she would steal my lunches. And I was like, that wasn't even as bad as what these 35 year old grown women that have children were doing. I'm like, do you, do you look at the TV and watch what's actually happening or do you just do it? and?
3: Well, I mean, is that I represented? I always wonder if that's, uh true to who these people really are or are they trying to make something happen? Make, you know, we're trying to, you know, muck it up for the cameras. We're trying to be entertaining or is that really who they are as people deep down?
1: I think both because if you're an actress and you have a script, because I've done both. I've done scripted television and I've done I've done reality TV. If you're an actress, you have a script, you know it and you're a character for that moment and you can hang your hat on the shelf at the end of the night and go on and you're done. Reality TV is not like that. The way you are on TV does show some of your true character. So I think that if you have it in you to do that, then I think that's partly who you are as a person because I got reamed and I got, I, like I said on that one episode that I'm super mad about because my children now heard that, I had to take a quarter of a Xanax one night. I've never taken another one since then, but I had to because I was so just distraught and upset with what was happening at the time in the show. And my doctor was like, Alexis, your health is more important. Cause I was waking up with like nightmares and anxiety and heart palpitations and all of this. And he's like, you, this isn't going to hurt you. And I'm like, but I'll get addicted. I don't want to get addicted (laughs) and all this. And he's like, just try one. I did that night. It calmed me down. I got through that. Part of the show, and I just never need. It. I'm like, I don't really yeah. like. It. it. but believe is, but believe
3: me that that uh, quarter of a Xanax is the least of what any of some of these ladies have done. I mean, well, you're, but you're, it
1: can it can lead to bad things. Oh,
3: oh, definitely, definitely. What was it like? Was there ever any concern with with your kids uh, being a part of this as well? Did they really take to it? And then after it stopped, did they miss it?
1: They were amazing during it. And they were, there were so many scenes that we would, the producers and I would go in knowing this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to the park. You have to have this chat with so-and-so you're going to do this. And then the kids will play and they would just disrupt the whole thing. And the whole scene would have to go out the window and we'd all be laughing. We'd be stressed, but we'd be laughing because my kids were, you know, babies when we started and they loved it. Then now they're teenagers. I'm not so sure if I ever another <laughs> another reality show at 13 and 15 and a half, if they will, um, ever partake in it again or even want to, but that's their choice. And, and they're, they're just great. They're just so awesome.
3: It's gotta, it's gotta be so cool for you as a mom too, to actually have that, uh, that piece of your life kind of documented in terms of the the children.
1: I love it. And one of the best parts that so many people still see this and they, they use it as, as like, um, you know, the inserts for commercials and stuff still, but where James was, I think he was four and I'm changing the twins diapers. They're two and a half, two, they're almost potty trained but I'm changing their diapers. They're both on the floor. And James goes over to the windowsill and grabs the little old fashioned, like the little thing, the crane. And he's like, hello, (laughs) trying to say hello. And they like show the whole scene. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is just, you know and then the time Melania bit Kenna and we're getting ready to film. (laughs) We're getting ready to walk out to the garage to get in the Yukon or the Escalator Yukon or whatever and go to the park and do a scene. And she bit Kenna in the arm. And so I walked over. I didn't even care. The camera's were there. I'm like, give me your handbag. Give me your lip gloss. Give me your sunglasses. Now go sit in time out. Don't bite your sister. And they were all like, oh my God, that is so funny. And we had to wait. I'm like, she has to sit in time out for a minute. We're not going anywhere. So I went about doing stuff and then and then we carried oh, that's on. That's amazing. And it's awesome. It's awesome video.
3: <laughs> After the first season airs, what is that like to actually start uh, not only watching it, but also start being noticed by people? Like to actually start having... There are, there's such a huge fan base for these shows. What is that like to start being noticed? Did you notice a change after that first season in any way?
1: Weird. It's totally weird in every way. And it's still weird even now. Yeah, you
3: still have to be noticed on a daily basis, I would imagine.
1: You know, it was, it was just awkward because when you go to the gas station and you're literally in your pajamas because you're running your kids to, you know, when you haven't really yeah. done your hair or anything and you're pumping gas and you're trying to do your your busy life. And then you see somebody behind you doing this as you're looking all haggard. <laughs> your gas. It is, it is still awkward even to this day. And I still feel like I have to, you know, I think I don't care as much now just because it's been so long and, and you kind of get over the whole like, oh my gosh, I I can't, I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm put together to go. It's like, eh, whatever. Like, I, there is no hope right now. <laughs> We're
3: too busy. Now uh, we we watched uh, you know y- your 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 fashion uh, designs and clothing on the show. And Glitzy Bella is the the company that you run and and design for, correct?
1: I, I don't run the company. I yeah. work with them, and we we come up with new products each day for my Alexis by Glitzy Bella line. Um, my two lines that I had were Alexis Bel- or Alexis Couture and Alexis Casual. I it took way too much time because I really was doing all the pattern making, all the outsourcing of fabrics. I was driving to LA because I couldn't obviously fly to China. Plus, let's keep it in the United States. So it's I was trying to do everything: pick out the buttons, pick out the fabric. It was it was taking and consuming all of my life. And I thought, okay, the reason I wanted to be on this earth, or, or for, from I felt when I was seven years old, I wanted to be a mom, and it was taking everything away from that opportunity of me being a mom. So I just, and that's why I loved housewives to be honest with you. I loved being able to work and be on a a TV show where I still get to be a full-time mom. I had to have help. Yes. I had to have people when I was working and to drive the kids and do things for them, but I still got to be a full-time mom. And, and I really do like take pride in that. And they are my world. Like they are. So I think that, you know, Alexis like Glitzy Bella is the perfect.
3: So it allows you to still stay in that Avenue, but not take up, 24 yes. hours a day of your time
1: yes and and we are constantly collaborating constantly coming up with new ideas the new thing I don't know if you guys saw if anyone saw the Instagram post but we just did a photo shoot for the new a new cross bag that we found that I'm so excited about because that's the new thing right now like the big bulky bags are
3: Wait, what is a cross baddie you got to explain this to but me yeah. I'm a guy
1: Kenna, Erlonia, grab the new cross bag out of my, out of my closet <laughs> Everybody grab it from mom please real quick
3: oh my
1: God. Um, yeah so you'll see but it's it's just a cute little bag it's simple so it comes in three colors but it's just the newest thing and well not the newest thing it's been it's been happening but it is in this season and I think for busy moms I'm just excited because it's it's super easy to throw over it's casual you can dress it up dress it down it's perfect so that's the kind of thing that that Glitzy Bella and I are, t- are always doing is finding that the products that are true to my lifestyle because I do feel like I want it to be something that I would, if I'm going to carry it, that's when I know I can put my name behind it and and try to create
3: yeah. something. And you guys listening, I'm going to put all that information in the description. And I believe once you get there, I it's did for me. There was a prompt. You can even get 10% off uh, if you sign up for the emails. But we'll put that in the Instagram so you can actually see what we're talking about as well at any time. Um, it is. Thanks, babe.
1: This is Kenna. Say hi, everybody. Hi, that's, Kenna. My, that's my twin my one, <laughs> twin. <laughs> <laughs> my, one twin, no. my, my twin daughter so this is the crossbody. so it just okay yeah and then it comes with but this is what I love about it it has another bag inside like a little mini one in case you want to add your stuff in there ah. it's, it's tiny but it fits your cell phone your your powder your credit cards your phone everything
3: so yeah that's actually would be uh good for my mom even and all the women oh. sorry I'm getting some feedback here one sec test test. Sorry. I think Sabella, I just got to mute the mic. Um,
1: Um, I can make that happen for your mom, by the way.
3: Really? Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. She's, uh, I, I I mean, I, my mom's one of the most stylish ladies ever, but that actually looks perfect for her and all the women in my life. And, and I have like nine, it turns out I have 93% female listeners, which is, um, really crazy to think that yeah, no, I mean it's I we're we're hoping to get more men. They know eventually. you're single, they're
1: looking for a date.
3: <laughs> yeah, I could you imagine? Yeah, a podcaster that talks about reality shows. It's the dream guy. <laughs> um so uh religion also played a huge part of who you were in that show. Or I mean, if we're to look at you as a character, uh religion played a huge part in your life. Does it still?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I I don't know how I could make it through everything going on with my mom, even though I've been very mad at God right now. And I, I'm sure that other Christian people can relate to me, but I'm so mad because they can't find a diagnosis and I'm just watching it happen. I wanted
3: to ask about, I didn't know if it was all right to ask about your mom because I was following I don't really want to talk bit. a lot about Yeah, it. of course. No, I just, I mean, prayers for your mom. I just know she's going through something.
1: Thank you. She had an MRI done yesterday or two days ago and they did find a small tumor on top of what else is going on. There's something else that's been undiagnosed undi- for a year now, but They do find a small tumor now, so so we are just constantly like I don't know, but I'm just wanting God to give us an answer because I'm like we can if we know what we're dealing with and fighting for or fighting against, it's so much easier than the unknown, Um, and that's why I I know that if I didn't have him to lean on, he is absolutely um, a rock for me, and I know that you can have seasons where you um, you know he'll forgive you for not being as steadfast. I just have to constantly remind myself that. I don't see the big picture right now. I see a small window of it. I don't know what the big greater, you know, being is right now. Um, But I was, I'm, I'm, I don't like to think of it as religion. I just feel like I'm spiritual. I do believe in something higher and greater than me. To me, it's God and Jesus. I know there's several people that have other greater beings for them. And I just think that's, what's important in life is knowing that it's not about you. You've got to live for something bigger than yourself.
3: Yeah, I mean, I remember asking my mom as a kid what heaven was like, and she was always just kind of like, uh, you don't even need to worry about that is something that you would never we would never be able to comprehend. And it always gave my mom still does such great strength. And uh, really, and I think that's just such an amazing foundation, uh, sometimes from which you can build your life on. Um, did you always feel that way? Where you have you always been spiritual?
1: Yes, I was the kid that at twelve was begging mom to take me to church, and she was going to (laughs) college and divorced, so she was like, "Oh God, like ride someone else." But she's always been spiritual. She's she's one of the most deeply spiritual people I know. She just doesn't call it God, which is okay. She calls it the greater power. I think that's fine. She does believe in Jesus, but she doesn't call it God, which is all kind of odd. But I was raised by a woman who does read the Bible, does go to church, and and. Um I just feel like it like you said it's a foundation. I just think it's a good thing to have when times get tough. There's nothing c- dealing with what I've been dealing with for the past year of my life. I don't know how anyone could go through this without having something stronger as their foundation. I mean, I I just don't.
3: Yeah, I mean it can really be a lonely world for people that don't have something to lean on like that or to kind of give them a little bit of purpose. Um to uh t- to kind of bring it back more to reality shows after that first year after you get off the show, was that a bad year? Was that a like or was it just coming up from what? I mean, because you also potentially had the the relationship that might be ending? What was that that year like for you?
1: Well, we weren't we weren't even close at that year to thinking it was over. We were still in therapy and we were fighting for our marriage for sure, but we weren't it wasn't where I thought, oh, we're going to, I didn't even allow divorce to be a word in my mind. Then I had my, I had my fine line. And when that line, when I, when I, that's when I knew God would release me if it ever came to that one level. And when that did, that's when I knew, but, um, we were, we were fighting for our marriage because we had to be in therapy for 14 years. So you're still constantly working, but I mean, Hey, I don't know what's going to happen with Drew and I in 10 years. Maybe we're going to have to be in therapy and trying to work things through things too. We just have a better communication skill, uh, together. I don't know. It's not a skill. It's a better communication. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, I mean, just communicate better together. It's easy. Um, and there's not fighting that happens with it, which I think is important. So how
3: did you and Drew meet?
1: Uh, Mastro's here in you know, <laughs> January 21st, 19 or 2020, I believe. Well, no 20, we've been together two and a half years, 2019,
3: 2019. January 21st. And did, what was the first uh, when you first? I mean, what was the the feeling that first moment <laughs> you met him? Like, was no, it?
1: T- I was such a bitch. I did not. I received <laughs> drinks from his friends. I sent them away. I said no. Wait, My so his friends was, were
3: wait, his friends were hitting on you, not him?
1: Well, no. So he was at a work event that night at work dinner, and so his work buddies came over and tried to buy our table around a round of drinks, and I had just tied the god, like, sent talking about religion. I just tied the God and said, I am done dating. I'm not going to, I was dating a couple of different guys at this time on and like, just like, you know, going out, not like anything yeah. serious. But um, I just said, I don't, I don't like the feeling I'm getting. It's just not me. Maybe I'm not meant to date. I don't want to date anyone God until Mr. Right walks up. Just bring me the right one. Cause I am not in this, I'm not a singleton. I'm not in the single world. And I tied the God on a Sunday. It was the next Tuesday. I'm at Mastro's. I tried to cancel all my girlfriend's. And all these guys, different groups of guys would come up to buy us drinks. And I would say, no, we can't (laughs) eat it because then we're stuck talking to them. Like no one wants to be (laughs) stuck talking to somebody. I can buy my own cocktail. Okay. And then the girls got mad at me and they like nudged me. And they're like, can you just stop it? And
3: (laughs) They're like, we want people to buy us cocktails. Be a wing
1: woman, like be our wing woman. And I'm like, okay. So we start talking to his friends and work buddies and this and that. And then all of a sudden he walks up and over and I'm like, oh God what are you doing to me right now? Like, it was a true test to me. You know, it was like God saying, ha ha, here, I'm going to dangle this carrot. You see how so- <laughs> I really meant. I was so cranky to him. I don't know how we're here today, but somehow we made it. I said no to the next restaurant that we went to where there was dancing and my girls made me go. And then we get there and he tries to bear press me. He tries to do this. He t- he actually physically touches me. And I'm like, what the heck? I mean, I- how <laughs> do you ever touch my body. And he tried to do this. And so then his friend came over and swooped him up and said, you need to get away. you got to go sit and time out because she's really pissed off and not having this. And then I saw him sitting there and I'm like, mm, I just got that guy in big trouble. So I went over and sat by him and we just started laughing our butts off. I explained to him, I'm sorry. I'm in a really bad place right now. I'm not in, the, I'm not in a place to date. I'm not in a place to flirt. Sorry. And we've been together. And- <laughs> he said,
3: I'm not up for any of this. And he's like, okay, perfect. Great. Yeah.
1: He hung in there for me being such a little tough cookie. And I'm like, God, you really work fast. That was three days after that tide. I just need to tithe more, I guess.
3: <laughs> I'm curious. Does he talk about that time of what was going through his head during that? Oh I mean, yeah.
1: Like- I wish you could hear. He was, I don't, he was like, I'm not giving up. He he still to this day is like, I was never going to give up. And I'm like, and he had no idea who I was, which is the greatest part of the whole thing. That's a
3: man. That's the best. But, but uh, w- actually, what does he think once he finds out who you are uh, and.
1: Freaking out. He was freaking out. He yeah. Was, Cause it's too, it's kind of busy. And then all of a sudden his name's now in the press and in the media. And he's, you know, he's, he's just like, he got just, he won't do a, public instagram just because he wants to kind of stay in the back scene which that's I think amazing
3: is- but yeah, that is not so about amazing it. that he doesn't want that kind of attention because he hasn't
1: even watched one show he has not watched one show that i've been on not one of the housewives he watched the below deck because we were on it together yeah he won't even watch any other show or tv show nothing i've done he just is like i know you i only want to know you i don't care oh my
3: god i would i would never leave that guy ever that's the perfect <laughs> attitude um he's
1: amazing did you but give he, him he tips was- uh, yeah, he gets he gets a lot of perks. But he the funny thing is, is he he will he will do anything. Like if I come to him and I'm like, we have a red carpet, we got to go, or we have this in LA, we got to do it, or we, let's film this show. This is what you know we're gonna get. He is like down for it at all times. He just doesn't want the day to day. He has a career. He's a successful man. He doesn't need yeah. all this TV stuff that I have put my life into. So. Yeah. What did, I mean,
3: when you guys filmed Below Deck, did you give him any camera tips? Did you take, t- you, this is what you got to do. Follow me. I'm professional.
1: Oh, I thought you meant tips. Like, does he get some of my salary? No, I know.
3: that's, what, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, I was like, no, I got to correct that. Yeah, I got to correct that.
1: <laughs> um, I tried. And guess what he said? This is so hysterical. Guess what he said after... After filming, I told him, "I said, Drew, you need to be watching these below decks. You need to be. We need to sit and do this." My kids were watching it, and he just get busy and do something on his phone or start working. Never paid attention to it. So then we film it, and then it airs, and he watches it, and he's like, "I should have done some research. I should have watched some of your shows. I should have taken some." Oh, of your please say he complained
3: like, about. I got a bad edit. I got a bad edit. <laughs> he doesn't
1: care about the edit. He's so self confident. He's like, he does not care what it portrays us as or anything. He is just, he's just awesome. Well,
3: I remember my it's own
1: a negative bone
3: that's amazing. That's the perfect type of person um, but to, speaking of that little period of time when you said oh i'm I'm not kind of like the singleton. I'm not like the dating thing is weird i mean i I definitely feel that as well coming out of a long relationship
1: how many how many years were you married
3: uh close to ten
1: okay yeah, yeah,
3: and you were in fourteen i mean like that it's such a you feel like a little bit of arrested development because you're trying to think back long ago before that, and it's it is and it really
1: so much. Oh, I mean,
3: dating apps weren't even now. dating apps weren't even a thing. Like dating yeah. apps weren't even a thing. So I I still have never made a, a dating profile. I've never, cause I just like I always think, well, you should be able to meet somebody. I know this is archaic thinking, but you should be able to meet somebody just you know randomly, even though that's now kind of impossible. But I mean, was that you kind of said it was disheartening to a degree, but it must have felt like you had two left feet.
1: I felt really thrown into water. Thankfully, I have a really good support system of girls. Like I had, you know, all of my best friends, whether I shouldn't say best friends, I only have one or two best friends, but my, my close knit circle, um, I, I completely blocked out everybody else at that point. Like it was just my close knit group of people. I didn't have time or energy for anyone. It is the dark, one of the darkest times of your life is divorce. So I'm sorry for what you went through. It's, I I just want you to know that I, I had that same, all those same feelings you just said. Um, I, I think that. I just gave up. I, I I wanted to really go in and have fun. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't had sex in like five years. It's like, I'm ready to, I mean, like other than these little things, it was just, we were just not in a good place. I was ready to have some fun and like be like, you know.
3: Well, you think life has to be a certain life, way. You think this easy, is
1: like light. Yeah. And I just wanted lightness around. I felt so much heaviness all the time. So, so when I got out there, it was kind of fun at first. Right. But then I realized how Archaic, like you said, I felt like I was like from the medieval times. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> I've been with the same man. To, for a guy to touch me felt really weird. So holding yeah. hands was even weird. Then kissing was like really weird. And if you know, I'm thankfully when you're at a you're at a restaurant, you can have a couple cocktails to loosen up. But like, yeah. the kissing was weird. So it was just all really bizarre at first. And I, so I feel I know what you're going through. I think when I decided I'm just happy with where I am in my life, I love my house. I love my house. Everything about my house is me now. It's bright, light, happy, cheery. It's me. I just feel like it was my oasis. And that's when I became truly content with me. And that's what, what why it probably attracted drew is just knowing yeah. that I'm, I'm not, I was not in there looking around at guys. I was not looking. I did not care, did not want anyone. I was trying to figure out what baby I was going to adopt next and what my next career path was going to be like, Yeah. So I think that's kind of, if you just, you know, you're, you've got your career and you seem very happy with who you are. Like, I don't feel feel like like
3: you need to be my life coach now, Alexis, are you going to add life coach to (laughs) your, to your list of talents? Um, uh, so, uh, on OC, if you, if say I cast you, you're like we're building a show around you or we're going to do a show to compete with real housewives of orange County. It's going to be a better show. We cast you as the lead. What other ladies are you bringing with you? It could be ladies from the OC, it could be ladies from your own life, and why would you want them around?
1: Oh!
3: (laughs) But you just—if it's ladies from your own life, you have to tell me why you think it would be good.
1: Okay. Well, okay. Let's start with OC girls because,
3: and
1: these would be the ones I would be completely okay with filming with that I know are not the devil walking on earth. That I know (laughs) are—I would be totally fine filming (laughs) with, even if they call me out and tell me my breast stinks or tell me that. (laughs) Something's wrong with my relationship. I would be fine hearing it from them. <laughs>
3: okay,
1: okay, definitely Heather, um, um, Kelly. I, I, I just, I don't. I, I know she got cut, but I love her. Emily for sure. Lydia.
3: Yeah, um, Lydia. You, I mean, you're you're responsible for. Yeah, Lydia. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Lydia. And then Megan. I still. We. I, you know, these are the girls that I talk to still, and I know that they have good hearts. Even though when you're on a show, you do have to bring it, and you have to be on a show. But those are, those are the five girls on the show or have been on the show past cast members are current. And then for my friends, it would have to be my best friend, Mandy from high school that I've known since I was two. She's on my Instagram often. She met us in Cabo, um, two and a half or three weeks ago when we were, um, there, she's just like me. She's such my twin that I think not looking wise, but like, like the way we yeah. act and everything, people would just be like, oh my God, they're really weird. And our lives have had the same. It's weird that, that even though we're so far away, she's in Missouri. I'm here. Our lives are the same. Like we have the same hurdles and things at the same time, divorced at the same time. But I mean, just so many things that were, are the same. And then I think Heather Mariana, who has done another Bravo show.
3: I, I know Heather a little bit. Yeah. 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 She'd be
1: awesome. She's so funny and just eclectic and just fun. Like, yeah, she, she's in Vegas. Right? Yeah. Fun. It's yeah. Yeah but she can also be a badass bitch like well, you
3: do not you got to have badass bitch that's part of the thing there's i mean yeah. women women contain multitudes um what was your experience with the og of the oc vicky gundelson
1: you know i it was funny we didn't we were not friends at first she was mean to me and when i first walked into that very first jimmy Choo party when it was my the bringing out of alexis like this was alexis and Jim being on yeah. the show. So we're at Jimmy Choo and I'm shaking in my pants because that's my first film. And I'm like, does my outfit look okay? I don't know what I'm gonna look like on TV. I don't know what my you know, you hate your voice when you first hear it, so it's all weird. And I, I walk up and I'm like being nice to all the women, and Tamara was nice to me at that point. Um, and then Gretchen was my friend at that point, but then I walk up to Vicki and I'm like, Hi, I'm this little naive, you know, 35-year-old. And she's like, This is my world and you're in it. And I was like, <laughs> I wanted to go, I wanted to go home right then. I'm like, Jim. Jim, he's like, take some champagne, just, just down the champagne, you're fine. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm gonna do.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> Made it through that, it was fine. And then her and I went through a, you know, a season and a half of not liking each other. But then when she was going through her divorce, she you know, was, was vulnerable and her and I just clicked for some reason and we became really good friends. And then when all of this happened with Jim and the lawsuit and everything else, it's like Vicky, Vicky won't even talk to me. And I'm like, my name is not on that and that has nothing to do with me. And that is their own life. But she like threw me to the wayside. And I'm just like, I Tamara, one of the castmates told me, Tamara basically told Vicky, they heard her say this, basically told Vicky, you know, it's Alexis or it's me. And so Vicky and I have not talked since then. And all I needed to hear was that. And it doesn't matter if Vicky would come back now. It's like, if you- And that made sense to
3: you. That made sense to you that Tamara would potentially say that.
1: Totally. But at the same time, I'm also like, you know, that that has nothing. Jim and Tamara have nothing to do with me. Like, I don't I don't want any part of that. I don't own any part of that. I don't even care. And if I thought Tamara was a good person deep down and I thought Tamara had a heart at all, I probably not even feel the way I do about Tamara. But yeah, I, it's nothing to do with that. I just want to clear that up because I don't want people to think. No, no,
3: no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, but but I think Vicky, you know, showed her true colors. If you're gonna choose a lane like that, because I, I'm the kind of person, if somebody gets divorced, you can still be friends with the husband and the wife. You don't need to
3: totally. To- to we're lane. not in the high school. It's not. We're a high not school in high school. We're not
1: twelve. Like so for Vicky, you know, for Vicky to be like, oh, okay, Tamara. okay, Tamara. I won't talk to Alexis anymore. All of a sudden, all my Instagram stuff stopped, and and and, and Vicky and I were talking about doing dinner with. Kurt, Steve and Drew and getting everybody to meet. And then when I heard that and everything had stopped, I'm like, touche.
3: It is interesting. It is interesting though. Like sometimes (laughs) these housewives play a part that like bleeds over into their actual lives. And they sometimes don't know when the cameras aren't rolling and it's just a continuation of who they are on screen, which I guess is a form of reality.
1: Good for reality TV though. Yeah.
3: I mean, totally. Um, Uh, so, uh, as we start winding down, what, uh, how do we support you? I know. So Alexis by Glitzy Bella, I'm going to put, bring everybody over there. You got to sign up. You guys, the purse looked amazing. And I was on there earlier. I know I'm not Mr. Fashion, but it all looked cool. Um, what, what other things are you doing that we need to be aware of?
1: I've been in talks about writing a book, um, I, I'm still. You trying- You got to all.
3: Everybody's right. You could. I mean, you could totally. I know.
1: And and you know what? I have a mine would be a total. I have a whole different vision. It wouldn't be just about oh the you know I I yeah. have. It. So that's something. Um, mostly right now, I'm focusing on my children, and and I'm I am open to any opportunities with TV that involve you know. I mean, I I've loved every opportunity that's been brought my way thus far. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. it.
3: Um, uh, well, I, you really just have been uh, so delightful. I could talk to you for hours. I really do. Uh, oh, that's it. What's the weirdest fan experience you've had besides this? What is the weirdest fan experience oh you've gosh.
1: had? Oh my God. There's been so many. Let me think of the weirdest. Oh, okay. This one. Okay. There's like five, but this is the thing. <laughs> So we're in Vegas and this wasn't very long ago. It wasn't when I was, is still on the show. It's been after the show. I'm, I'm in Vegas with my best friend, a couple other couples. Um, Drew was not in at this one, but, but we're at the slot machines, just Sean and I, my best friend, Sean, we're just sitting there dropping slots in. And a girl walks over to me and asks me to sign her breast with a Sharpie marker. She actually had a Sharpie and asked me to sign her breasts with the Sharpie. And I'm like, so she pulls her shirt down, you know, <laughs> like all the way. I can't see her nipple or anything. And I was just like,
3: Oh my god, that's really weird. <laughs> pl- oh okay. god.
1: I'm in Vegas and I don't want to get mugged right now. So okay, I'll is is
0: gonna walk away.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, Bravo fans really uh really really can be wild. Uh but for the most part, has it been really positive in terms of uh the Bravo fans and, and things? It like is, that? and
1: even even that one was funny. I don't remember your name, but if you're watching this right now or hearing this right now, I like what if she it. got it's a so tattoo? Funny.
3: What if she tattooed your signature on her breast?
1: Uh, Oh, that'd be really odd, but okay, but it's okay. But um I I think every I think every fan is amazing. And I just think if they if there's something that I brought to them that they enjoyed or that made them happy at the moment or got them you know, they they can understand my low of lows, because you saw me at a very low point too several times, then it was all worth it.
3: Well, I think you are essential to the history of OC. I think you are uh, really talented and somebody that I really would love to see working more in TV in the future. Um, You guys know where to follow her. We'll put all of that information out. But thank you so much for sharing this time with us. We're going to be praying for you and your mom. And uh, we just really, really appreciate the time you spent with us today.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed it with you too. Good luck to
3: you.
2: Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Betches.